0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hey
1: there! Hello! How's it going? How was your week? You're going to have this voice because I'm a little under the weather, so it's a very sexy Phoebe from Friends voice. So enjoy.
0: (laughs) Hey! Oh, I don't think we could transmit calls over the phone because I was sick last (laughs) week.
1: No, I don't think so. I hope not.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I'm good. Uh, for for anybody holding their breath for the continuation of last week's story, the three-year-old party <laughs> went well. Jackson's party went really good. Um, loved his cake and all that stuff. Okay, but I okay, but this is what I want to say. So I only watched General Hospital like as a soap opera. And being home, you know, like, I do see sometimes, like, Young and the Restless is on. And for the most part, like, if ever, like, I am home and it's on for, like, a second or I flip through it, I do see, like, Val or whatever, whoever she plays now. But then this week, (laughs) I decided, okay, I'll just press play, and I'll have it in the background while I do stuff. And I was dying of laughter. I'm like, am I watching Young and the Restless, or am I watching General <laughs> Hospital? Because so in that one episode, there was Val. So already, like every time it's sort of kind of on, she has been on screen. Which is more than what you can say for like if ever you flip through General Hospital. And then there was a, a Patrick Drake, Jason Thompson, I think is his real name. Um, they had uh, old Nina. So Phyllis, (laughs) Young and the Restless, and the DA was on, and honestly, I wasn't even watching for a long period. This is, like, in the span of just, like, a couple minutes here. Like, I really didn't have it on for long before, like, I changed the channel or turned off the TV, and I was just laughing, and I'm like, that's four, four General Hospital characters, and I just have to say, the DA and, like, the little scene that I saw, she's very different. Like, she's a mom, she's more mellow. It's just, it's just like completely different vibes. So obviously great actress because she made us hate her every time she walked on screen. I cringe. But in this scenes, it looks like she even just came back into the show as well. But anyways, I just thought that was super funny that like a crap ton of General Hospital people were just straight up on the list. So anyways, enough of that. Let's talk about actual, <laughs> actual, like all the people that are still on the show.
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Okay, so how can you not start with like the people who pretty much kicked off the week in like the silliest way ever, Alexis and Diane crawling all over the floor.
1: Okay, at so the here's park. the thing That's what I love about GH It's like yeah we have our main storylines, our main characters, and then they throw in a bunch of like real life silliness and a character like Diane who's almost like a cartoon slash you know oh, that lovely. voice inside of all my heads that we try to push down and don't say stuff out loud, and she just says <laughs> everything out loud yes <laughs> she's like the twisted version of me on the inside you know so like especially when she was talking about her romantic cruise with max i laughed so
0: hard because she went on the booze cruise i love that she like that alexis called her out on like what it it really was and, and of course she happened to have like stalked dr burns date on this boat
1: mm-hmm. getting back to our lovely crawling ladies on the ground there was a sinister character just popping your head up to check on them and provide her services to Alexis. What did you think That's about no that?
0: That's no way to talk about personal trainers. <laughs> just because people <laughs> want you to exercise <laughs> doesn't make them sinister. <laughs> no, she should me- <laughs> not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, I just think that because, like, she didn't hide her sinister look. She, like, legit handed her a paper and was like, in front of their faces. And it's just sort of, like, hand the card back. Like, I don't know. Like, obviously, Diane has a better gut feeling than Alexis. That's not, like, a massive shocker. And Alexis is all ready to, like, let this girl into, like, every crevice of her life. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, okay, so who do you, Kate, so I had asked this question. I'll ask you, Kate. Who do you think she is? Like, what do you think her deal is? First,
1: instinct was that remember Shiloh made that really weird call when he was in prison about Alexis I really thought it was like to the board or something like that to get Me her too. license revoked but then nothing happened and then this character pops up so I'm like okay it's either he's calling somebody related to Kiefer let it be like a sister a cousin some sort of relative of his mm-hmm. slash a DoD person because I don't know there's something about it that's just too uh, crazy eyes
0: well, I don't think you can go wrong with both of those guesses. So that's the thing. I thought there was a relation to Kiefer, but that's exactly the other side of it. Some people think she's DOD-related. So Elizabeth I says there's definitely a genetic link to Kiefer. I'm assuming sister, but to be honest, like I can't recall um, like if Kiefer was an only child or anything like that. And then there was Faith Smith, 1368, who says DOD. So she thinks it's like definitely a DOD person. But then I had an interesting comment and okay. So this is from Keepsakes Biles who says, thinks think she's working as a nurse in the hospital that day we heard Drew say where the flash drive was. Yes. Shiloh follower. I did think he for sister too for revenge. And so when she said that, I was like, that's really interesting. And then I couldn't respond with a picture because I ended up looking at them. Um, I, I posted a link, Mm-hmm. Actually, to, to a post I did on Twitter where I, I split the girl from the hospital and this the, the personal trainer. Yes. They do kind of look alike.
1: They do. <laughs> they do. And I'm like, wow, that is like a well-planted seed if that was the case.
0: Right? Because the person didn't really say anything. And a lot of – like, some people actually didn't – like, when the – like, we, they showed the scene of the nurse and, like, drew in the background talking about the flash drive. Some people didn't even notice, like, the nurse being so uh, prominent in that scene.
1: So, yeah. yeah. When so, I remember that. So oddly enough that I don't remember a lot of things that, um, that I really thought she was a Donna Day person at that time because she was so too. focused. Was like, she paused to really, really zone in and open those ears to hear what they were saying for the fact of where the USB was.
0: And in a way, she could be, because let's just say, like, she could be a DOD member. She lost her brother Mm -hmm. to, let's say, the ex-girlfriend's mom did it. You know what I mean? So already, that is probably crazy for the family to deal with. I think she was from a political family as well. And so who knows what happened after Kiefer died, or how lost she became after that, or how young, much younger she was than Kiefer at the time that it happened, should she have been his sister. So it's very much possible... This could be a two-in-one, a Kiefer relative slash DOD member.
1: That's a, that, that's a combination, let me tell you.
0: Right? And then today, especially when she was sitting with Alexis, and Alexis jokes, you're not trying to kill me, are you? And then she <laughs> has that, like, look in her eye, and I'm like, I think you should learn to be more perceptive when you say things like that, and people give you looks like that. You well, should it's be like, concerned.
1: Okay. She's very soapy, and Alexis is very unaware.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited. But at the same time, I'm kind of wondering, like, what's Shiloh's deal? I mean, I I, I know this all recently (laughs) happened, all of the DoD stuff, but, like, he really has it in for Alexis.
1: I know, which is kind of odd, right? Considering that he, you know, or tried to, thought he was manipulating Samantha. He dealt with Christina. It's like, why is Alexis the target right now of all of this? Just to see somebody suffer because... He knows how much she means to like Sam and Christina.
0: Maybe, like, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking, is this like one secret he gets to use that's in a way punishing to Christina and Sam? But it's really hard to tell with him. Like, he pretends he cares about them, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, maybe he is uh, being punishing toward Christina because of all his followers, he would have assumed that she was the most malleable. I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure, but I mean, all of his secrets were burned. I mean, he claims he has them all filed away in his mind. Exactly. But it looks like the only one he remembers is Christina's
1: Because that was the last one that he got. <laughs> right?
0: So I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe your memory isn't so good. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to say this. Earlier this week, Julian, like, just casually comments, oh, I just came from my lawyer's office. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I wonder if Alexis knows that lawyers can have offices. Um, she's been at, she's been at Charlie's a lot this week, and even funnier because like she was conducting business, like she was receiving phone calls, but she was at the floating rib stalking Dr. Byrne once again,
1: and got caught. Yeah, she was at Charlie's. She was at Charlie's. Yeah, yeah. So, um, floating rib. <laughs>
0: wow, I'm so impressed with myself that I knew the floating rib because that's a long name, and my memory is like, wow. <laughs> is. I'm thinking, hungry. I might I just might be so I just was like so freaking embarrassed for her I was so embarrassed I was like oh that's so terrible
1: well the minute she got the phone call and she opened up the laptop I was like no what is happening
0: (laughs) no I I I reacted like as it was happening I had no foresight (laughs) to it at all But, I mean, I felt like it was game on the moment he walked in. Like, when he walked in, he was, like, gave her that flirty smile. So, I'm like, okay, so, like, out of nowhere, all of this is, like, you're ready to date her?
1: Yes, and the look that he gave to her and how, like, they were flirty. Even I had, like, kind of, like, a girly giggle because I'm like, what is happening? He's being all, like, confident and flirty and, like, asking questions and this is not finished yet. And I really loved their banter back and forth and the fact that, she wrote on an envelope, uh, not envelope, a napkin at the end of it, saying like, "My services aren't free."
0: That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought that was like good for you for being witty and not just being like a little mess because, yeah, she's like how she is with Julian, you know.
0: Yeah, at least she's not looking so neurotic because that's pretty much the only impression she often ends up leaving Doctor Burn with. Although we saw from his sessions with Kevin that he sees clearly a lot more in Alexis how much he really does like her and all the amazing qualities he sees in her so I don't know I mean like it just like they're clearly gonna date now <laughs> like, honor, like
1: but then we also heard Julian call her perfect like three a times a lot of
0: times yeah a lot mm-hmm. of times and that's the thing though he's talking about her body specifically <laughs> so, I was like thanks I'd be like so much thank you thank well especially that
1: Remind me to if we lived in Port Charles to go knock on his door. I don't know if, what it was it what time in the morning. I can't even just talk. Few,
0: I to, just I, like, oh, sure. <laughs> like that's I was seriously like paying attention to that. Like what the scene started and he's like I'm like your shirt's off and I'm like I'm like, I'll come early to your to your restaurant. But I just love it. it's like it's his sister and he's like, We're not even open yet. Like I think she's visiting you. Like I don't know, like I don't know what to, what to say to that. I, I think I don't think she's there for the food. Really funny. It's like you live here. How is she supposed to get to you? <laughs> I know. I thought that was like a little funny, but it is also the first time I feel like Ava's gone a little cuckoo.
1: Yeah, she's she's straddling that line of of really not understanding what what's happening. And Julian was very honest with her in a nice way, but really being clear with her, like, hey. This is crazy. Do not read that letter. Why are you
0: giving him your power? Like, he said everything I wanted to say to her. Yeah, he was very level-headed. And even though she's been, like, seeing Kiki um, <laughs> and seeing his <laughs> psychic, I never, like I said, I felt like, you know, she's not doing anything harmful. She's just trying to, like, find her way. Like, I, I didn't think much of it. But whatever happened today, it was all quite subtle. But basically, she was just not there. Like, everyone is talking to her. Mm -hmm. Everyone is giving her realistic advice. And she just wasn't having it. Like, she wasn't hearing Julian in the conversation. And not only that, she's saying one thing, but clearly acting another way. She's saying she won't stop trying to say, "I, I don't want this, blah, blah, blah. How do I stop this? But at the end of the day, she's holding on so tightly to Ryan. Yes, and
1: that letter, she did, and even, like, physically, she was holding on to that letter the entire time. She put it away.
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of not sure. She's headed anywhere near a road to Betterment at all or anywhere closer to to what Kiki would hope for her or what she literally face-to-face asked her for.
1: So, like, in your world, like, let's say, like, how do you see her really getting it like I've been thinking about like what is going to make her actually get it what part of this you know like she hates right okay like Julian said you need to feel indifferent towards him you need to not give him your power not open that letters not open his letters you know Kiki's telling her to basically don't be selfish think outside yourself and all she keeps hearing is what she wants to hear all these extreme things are happening what is it going to actually take like how is she going to be like I don't understand
0: Like, right now, I I honestly don't think um, this is, like, a period of time where you can get through to her. Like, I would say maybe before. Like, before it appeared as though she was kind of open, looking for something. But the point is, people have been really blunt with her. And now, like, I don't know if this is sort of, like... Because I do feel like she's slipping into this darker space. And I'm not sure if it has to do with the last scene we saw last week of her sitting on that bed being like i'm alone i don't know if this is her unconsciously mm. just punishing herself at this point um i i don't know but i all i know is that right now i don't think it's looking good for her and i so don't you think, think she, she will just... hear anything right now i that didn't is... see this coming it was really subtle today but it i was wor- like this is not good
1: so do you think it's gonna get worse yeah before i get higher
0: yeah, I think like I didn't anticipate this, but I mean, she might go into a weird Ryan spiral. Okay,
1: so now this leads me to think something else that I just thought of as you're saying this. So Julian seems to always be the center of women who are close to him spiraling. Alexis, yeah. Yeah, Ava, true. him. The healthy people he has in his life is Sam and Christina. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. It's like is he just a fixer, mm, I or don't does know. he make them crazy? Like it's Well, because it's so different. Every situation is really different. But I just think at this point in time right now, he has his sister and the love of his life kind of losing it. That's a hard place for him to be.
0: Well, I mean, I think everyone happens to be going through his own thing and I think Julian being that stable figure is also just sort of a reflection of where he has come, that they're actually coming to him for that kind of help. But I don't really know if Kim will be leaning on Julian for long.
1: uh... Well, she tried, you know, the best way of getting over somebody is proposing to them. I think, I think if you want to get over somebody else, (laughs) marry somebody else. Like, it just, it totally works. It's like a cure-all.
0: Wait, I thought it was you have a baby when you're having trouble with someone. (laughs) Yeah, that would (laughs) do. But you know what was funny in that interaction is that she seemed to, like, you know, be receptive to what Julian said, you know, rather than getting mad. And then she referenced her therapist And working on an impulsivity. And then in my head, all I kept thinking was... And Alexis was under the impression there was not a third therapist in Port Charles. (laughs) The girl is a mess. And I was just laughing because I found the scene with Elizabeth and Kim today extremely well done. Because... There was such an undertone of, like, because they were trying to be nice and compassionate to each other. And Elizabeth, my God, gritting through her teeth, yeah. trying to pretend like she gave a crap about Kim at all. And just that undertone of, like, you can see that Kim is really uncomfortable. Yes. Elizabeth is jealous and just really upset. And yeah. and it was just sort of like when those elevators closed and they said goodbye to each other. That look <laughs> Elizabeth gave and I'm like, that's <laughs> the Elizabeth I know. That's... That's it. <laughs> like you like I was just like, okay, there it is. Like I have grown to love Elizabeth and mm. I'll say I like her a lot. And I obviously feel bad for everything that's happening. But I can't help but, you know, parallel a little bit of her past a bit <laughs> with all of it. You know, like having someone's memory manipulated and, and that taking that man away from her when she tried to manipulate someone else's memory to keep them with her. And then today with her idea, like, I was just like, you would think, you know, when someone's like, well, let's lock him up in Shady broke, And I'm just like, does she not know how terrible it is to be locked up in a padded cell? She obviously
1: doesn't know, but it goes along the lines of what I was saying last week. I said, you know, you told me she didn't kidnap anybody. I'm like, ah, you know, there's a first for everything.
0: <laughs> and I, oh, oh, my gosh. That is so true. That is so true. And like, because the thing is, you know what I was thinking? When she but. was saying that, you would typically go, oh, man, this person is losing it. But when she was talking, I'm like, that sounds oh. like the perfect relationship for Elizabeth. It sounds like her. Like, let me trap you. Let me control you. Let me make sure you have no contact with the outside world and just me. Like, that sounds like what she right. always... <laughs> like, what she's always... Like, that would be ideal, an ideal situation for her. But I... I don't know, like the fact that Scott is into it too and she really didn't care that it was temporary and that to me, like to be honest, like it was true Elizabeth form when the door closed and it was more about keeping him away from Kim and I was like, that is that is really awful because you presented to Franco the options because yes, Dr. Maddox can come in and do this procedure but he, it could not work. He could end up in a like coma. Well, yeah, like, vegetative state, like is those, those are the risks you want to take. I mean, it's not like she doesn't know this. These were the risks that Drew had been contemplating for years, the real ones.
1: Exactly. So it's a bit scary. Like, they're both losing. I mean, we saw Scott with Bobby and how that went down and what he was asking her to do. And now, you know, this sad and lost Scott found sad and lost Elizabeth. And they're going to create havoc.
0: I I, I really hope that they're not successful In actually locking him up And I wonder if Kim is going to be Instrumental in making sure that he Doesn't get locked up Or who who is going to end up Helping him like Jason seems Like he would you know I was kind of surprised Because he seemed like he was being really nice to to Franco to Franco Drew Yes and then when he Told uh, Sam today that like I Wanted to pay him off to leave I was like Honestly I really didn't detect your anger when you were with him, so I was a little like kind of surprised by that but I do wonder, will Jason end up kind of helping to make sure he doesn't get locked up because they keep drawing on Jason's past experience like I'm trying to understand what's happening here because like, Jason and Cam have been thrown together a couple times recently. Yeah, and that's yeah. never been the case before. Like, what do you think is up with that? I, I don't, like, oh, I've been thinking about it.
1: Because technically, they're family. Correct? Ish?
0: Yeah. So they're extended family, for sure. He's definitely been in his life. Like, a he's lot. known Cam, yeah, for, like, a long time. he's, like, like, a baby.
1: And you know cam really needs a strong male presence scott is definitely not that he's on the border of losing it drew real drew is gone to afghanistan jason is like this um example of strength and support to him and you know maybe that's just what he needs right now and he's logical too i mean who does seriously poor cam have to go to for advice his sad mom his crazy grandpa there's literally nobody else maybe laura at some point but maybe yeah she's
0: amazing to him bigger. So I'm that's... thinking
1: that's why like he's integrated okay. and also he understands like I think the whole um scene where Jason was trying to explain to him that it took a long time for him to rebuild his relationship with the quarter for them to accept him for who this new person is now so it's drawing like you said on experience and the fact that Jason is a stable male in Cam's life no matter if they've been close now or not
0: like I I, I totally get what you're saying it's just I guess for me I was just sort of like It didn't appear like it was a conscious Jason thing. And maybe that's a thing. Maybe they're displaying to us, oh, this, this relationship was always there. I don't know if that's what they're trying to say. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how consistent Jason was in Cameron's life. the time, But it was but like it makes sense story wise that now that these male figures are gone, we're going to kind of like nudge Jason into this role. So I guess for me, I'm like, is this like a it, it sounds like a story thing, and less so of a conscious Jason thing, like Jason is not necessarily consciously slipping into that role for Cam. It's just kind of like happening. Yes, I agree. It's just kind of happening.
1: Based okay. on circumstance.
0: And I thought that was nice that Franco was willing to meet with Monica. I thought he would be. Like, I thought he would be because Monica wants to hear about Drew and not so much Franco.
1: Exactly. She wants to... Ex- and he said something like he'd like to meet somebody who can accept him for exactly who he is, which is Monica and Kim.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's very true. And I mean, I know Elizabeth It feels, and, and Scott feels, like if, if Franco takes off, they'll never find him. But I'm like, that's not true. Because, like, Franco can't exactly go out in the world... And demand, like, Drew Kane IDs. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Part of him knows that, like, he isn't Drew. Like, it se- like he seems to waver back and forth with this concept. Like, I understand that I was Franco, but I'm not because I believe I'm this Drew person. So, right. So it sounds like he knows that he's Franco, but he's Franco with Drew's memory. Am I right in saying that? Do you think he knows this, like, fully now?
1: Well, he did talk about the Googling and the murdering and when he was right. talking about to- So I do think he's had time to have a better grasp and do his research, but regardless, he still has somebody else's memories and that is what right. he can feel and live right now.
0: Okay, and Drew is his is his reality. Exactly. Okay, so there was one thing about the interaction with Jason and, and Drew Franco when he left. Jason sort of says, what about the promises Franco made to Elizabeth and made to the boys? What about those? And he walked away, and it looked for a minute like like um, Franco was really soaking that in. And I was wondering if Jason was like appealing to what he believes to be like, let's say, the honorable. Um, Drew, Like, Drew is a person of responsibility. He was in the army. Like, he would understand things like keeping a promise.
1: That is, wow, that is, was very subtle. And I did not pick up on that at all. But Jason does know how to talk to people the way they need to be spoken to. He always seems to say the right thing at the right time. So I, yeah. I definitely think that that was very much on purpose.
0: Okay. So what did you think about Obrecht slapping the Drew out of Franco?
1: It was a perfect scene because Obrecht is who she is she's authentic and the way she explained it to him I feel like it was the first time that he heard what somebody was saying
0: out of everyone who's spoken to Franco like I have to admit like even her words connected with me I think she she couldn't have said it better just pointing out to him that that may be a reality to you and I feel like that's how everybody understands it and that's how he understands it well that's his reality that's all he knows but I love that she pointed out only you though not to yes. the rest of the world so I love that distinction that she made.
1: Me too. And, the fa- and she says something along the lines of like, your fingerprints, your DNA says otherwise.
0: So yeah. just to like yeah.
1: add to the level of like, you know what? This is, you can believe it all you want, but truth is truth.
0: And that, you know, it goes into contrast of what Cameron found when he was like, I think they for- therefore I am. So yeah, I think yeah. she has basically argued against that in the way that she spoke to him, because that's pretty much the logic he's following. The logic some people around are kind of following with like drew franco is that well he thinks that it's real to him but she's just kind of like pointing out that no not so much that's not the end of the exactly story. in terms of like fear- being fearful that drew will like franco will just disappear like all i keep thinking is i mean the guy i'm sure is going to use a credit card at some point like i'm just exactly. saying like you have you have means You have the means to track him, whether it's through Spinelli, whether it's through Jason. Like, you know, these people will be able to kind of keep an eye on him like he would never be lost to loss.
1: I agree. So I think it's a bit extreme. And they both they're both spiraling big time, both meaning Elizabeth and Scott,
0: because I think they're lying to themselves because, of course, him not being in Port Charles is really, really scary. But they're not afraid of not knowing his whereabouts. They just really want him. She wants him back in the house. And I completely understand that. But I mean, like, he could be in Port Charles and move on with his life, and he can also be in another place in the world and, and move on too.
1: I just, okay, so you know the scene where Kim just backing up a little bit? So Kim ignored the call from Elizabeth, which was the beginning yeah. of the whole like reaction. And then she, like, had a videographic memory of that, like, super sexy kiss. Yeah. So no matter where he goes, she's kind of lost him a little bit. And it's like, okay, do we use Kim to keep him around instead of locking him up? However, I know Kim is crazy. And she will keep him. <laughs> oh, so yeah. The best option is.
0: <laughs> well, to be <laughs> honest, like, when I heard, like, Elizabeth be, like, you know, they were thinking of locking him in Shadybrook. And we've seen people be locked up in Shadybrook. All I kept thinking was, like, run away. <laughs> when I was <laughs> looking at the scenes, I was like going, Kim, like, maybe you should run away together right now. You have no idea what's coming. But, yeah, no, um, Kim is lying to herself because she's, like, when she was having that conversation with Elizabeth, she's, like, well, because Elizabeth's, like, this must be really confusing for you like freaking I know, I angry in her oh mind. my gosh that's funny and she's like well no I know what's going on like, I I just like this is such a brutal conversation to be watching right now but yet so good like so good and they both it's acted like, so so well in it what was that
1: it was very like layered because like you said yeah elizabeth's old experience it's her new experience on a different side of things it's kim trying to she's still kind of our not portrayals in green person so this is super extra messed up for her and the love of her life but not with the right face but does it matter you know what i I mean i don't think it does because drew doesn't have the right face and she just tried
0: to get all up on him yeah he didn't even have the memories (laughs) that's That's even worse that's even worse (laughs) She had no face and no memory at least franco has the memory and the no face it's, it's still oh, like one out of two
1: that's super funny and everyone thought
0: about it that way in comparison <laughs> me either like right now i'm just like how do you explain that crazy <laughs> like the only thing he had was the name and she ran with it oh oh okay just saying that because we're saying run with crazy
1: so she was telling franco like kim was telling franco Julian is the first person I'm in love with since you. If this is Kim in love, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought she was gonna make out with him at at the park. Like I thought she was gonna make Thank out you. with Franco. Um, really? But yeah, like I was just I was waiting. Like literally, I was like holding my breath, being like, "How is she gonna <laughs> answer these questions about Julian?" Because from what we see, you don't really look like you love him. You don't act like you love him because you kiss a lot of other people and you try to like, like you're a little rapey. So I just I, um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to what to think about that. And when she was like, we wanted to keep it casual, but then I fell in love and I'm like, is that the story you tell yourself?
1: I, well, obviously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm i I'm like, I don't know, like, I really am kind of <laughs> looking forward to this Kim Franco stuff I think it's super fun because I just feel like how explosive will this be like to be honest like I'm more curious about how this impacts Julian because like what's next for Julian like I know that in the back like for a lot of people were thinking okay well Alexis obviously but she does have chemistry with Dr. Byrne oh yeah you know thanks. what I mean so I'm just like I don't know if it's really um, Alexis. So I kind of am curious about, okay, so if Julian's life gets blown up a little in the context of this relationship, I know he'll be fine, but I am curious as to like, what is going to be the next step for him?
1: Okay, so in saying that, when he called, when Julian called Alexis perfect, she didn't get all like googly eyed or weird or anything like that. She actually maintained her composure, which was really interesting too. So yeah, exactly. When his life implodes, Who's left for him in that town? They're gonna ha- maybe have to bring in a new character.
0: I'm kind of okay with that. Do you think that aerobics person is old enough to date Julian? Oh! <laughs> Did you know she's Canadian? <gasps>
1: I love that. There's so many. There's Canadians a lot on of
0: Canadians. Show. There's a lot of Canadians on that show. They're missing two Canadians though.
1: Oh, one's crazy and, and one went dark.
0: <laughs> no, I'm talking both- about me and you, and I'm not <laughs> oh, crazy. <that's> even <laughs>
1: lost relative of stella maybe there was a one lost relative maybe there was two and those two are us
0: okay first of all you know like i'm gonna be super shy and i'll just be like a mute person on the screen <laughs> you'll have to just sit at kelly's in a background <laughs> yes that's my dream <laughs> that's all i just want to lurk Lurk. that's all lurk 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 that's all, that's all I want oh don't that's all I want to do Okay, but I, I am really intrigued though like I hope this person doesn't hurt Stella it sounds like they're having fun but um, I really do hope that they actually focus some attention on this mystery because I don't want it to be something that's like brought up especially with um, TJ being really concerned and bringing it to Molly and it, the fact that she's sort of like this investigative reporter like I do wonder if she's going to take some time to kind of look into what TJ is concerned about
1: I really do hope so because he brought it up like three times once with his mom and then a couple of times with Molly she kind of played it off but exactly that I'm hoping her investigative interest you know like something sparks and that she pushes aside the cathodine thing for a little bit and figures out something for herself with him I think that would be really good
0: me too and I just have to say this about um Bobby real quick Like, I get it. Don't break laws for Scott, sure. But I just thought she'd be a little bit more, like, sympathetic to what he was going through.
1: Uh, I know. I was like, what is happening right now? You are very (laughs) self-involved.
0: Because, like, I mean, she says to him, I didn't bring you to the vow renewal because... Like, of your history with sunny, But even Sonny, when she caught the bouquet, was like, uh-oh. And he mentioned Scott. And it's yeah. like, Scott has been in the family before. Like, she's been in a relationship with before and brought him around. And I'm just like, they've always managed. I don't know. I thought it was really crappy of her not to, like, invite him. And I'm just like, you t- guys don't even look like you're in a relationship at all so i don't know who she's gonna marry after catching that bouquet Uh, we we'll see maybe
1: just like to, to bring up marriage and talk about marriage but not necessarily for them too because the focus has also been on sam and jason getting married again
0: so i think you kind of answered my question because the thing is look <laughs> I, I i i don't mind you know like the vow renewal i thought it was really cute i don't mind a sweet moment or like those group scenes and all that stuff but part of me was kind of wondering you know do you like was it just sort of, here's just some pleasantness, you know, here's like, here's a break from all the drama type of scene. Or did you think the way the vowel renewal was a catalyst for something?
1: I think, well, I definitely think we needed a break. There's a lot going on, especially with Carly and the baby and Christina. And even Christina said it herself. It was so nice to have everybody all together. So I'm hoping and when people say things are too perfect in a soap, you know, the next is an implosion of blah, blah, blah. But I'm hoping, specifically for this situation, that it was just um, a little reminder to Jason and Sam to stop wasting time. They gave each other googly eyes. They love each other. They're living together again. Let's just, you know, complete the circle and move on.
0: I think that, too, because I'm like, as much as it's pleasant, part of me is like, would they really just put that together for nothing? Because exactly. they're because Sonny and Carly are iconic characters, an iconic couple, and so this this adds to their like history. So that's why I was just sort of like, can't be for like nothing. Nothing is, is sort of how I was seeing it and wondering. Well,
1: there's also like a wedding makes you think of okay, not just Jason Sam, but a wedding makes you reevaluate things and look at Michael and then his speech afterwards to Sasha. Look oh, at that's how true comes out of her funk. Look at how you know um, Christina asked Carly to throw the okay to Sam, but Sam jumped out of the way. But anyway, so it just invokes. Ocean and just it's trickled through everybody and maybe that could be part of the purpose as well
0: okay and I love the little scene um with Joss and Avery when everyone was telling Avery look beautiful and then Joss grabs her and goes and what makes you most beautiful of all like my heart I'm like you're so cute
1: I her little voice gets to me but that's where you see the huge contrast between even though Joss is the big sister and Kiki would have been just a, a wonderful big sister as well Ava was so obsessed with beauty, and they're trying to teach her that beauty is in your heart, which is what Ava doesn't have right now.
0: Oh, wow. I did not even pick up on that. That's really good.
1: Thank you. I try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. That was good stuff. So, Sasha, I mean, she can't die. Like, it would be so stupid <laughs> if she died.
1: Oh, I know we can't mention all the words that were used in that uh, Twitter post from somebody else, which I, sadly, I don't even remember the name now. But there was a, a magazine, soap magazine that went out stating, you know, like, Sasha's in danger. But, you know, Michael has gone through a lot, and he has lost a lot of partners. And I cannot see him lose another one. Because, yes, then I do think he's, like, a deadly, like, no other girl is going to want to date him ever again in Port Charles. Because every single one of them, something bad happens to
0: That's something that Molly should write about. Yeah. He's more he's more cursed (laughs) than a Cassidyne at this point. So true. Um, so that whole situation, I mean, I like earlier I was like, okay, Nina is a bad judge of character because it's like she's assuming Jax is part of everything to his face. And then later in private with Valentine, she's like, she talks up Jax and her eyes sparkled. I (laughs) know. But she talks about him and he's just like, he's so angry. That, like, she believes him. And I'm like, but why wouldn't she? Like, the fact that he's, like, oh, I think he's working with her. You honestly think Jax is working with Cassandra Pierce to poison Nina's fake daughter. Really? That's a big mission for not a lot of reward. No. And I and I love how, like, Nina's argument would be, like, Jax would never work with someone like her. And I just keep dying every time she says it because I'm like, but it's somebody Valentine would. Oh, and has. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just... I just find that so funny. And I mean, look, everything comes out Valentine because in the end, because of the circumstances and Nina's big mouth, Curtis gets fired, which you can't blame Jax for that. But it really worked out in Valentine's favor. And it looks like Curtis is going to do something he doesn't want to do for a lot of money. What is your thought
1: on the scene? Or do you think there's any meaning to the scene where it was Nina, Sunny, and Jax, and Jax coming to the rescue? It's so weird because, you know, usually it's like Sunny, Carly, Jax. And not to say that anything's going to happen, but just a representation, kind of like that scene last week with Maxie, Peter, and Hayden. I was very representative of potentially Maxie growing oh, yeah. in her role. Do you think there was any significance to the three of them being in that scene together beyond what it was?
0: Like fighting over another blonde? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it could be. It could be because, you know, when, when Jax and Sunny went in that scene together, I kind of like cringed a bit. Hmm. but I didn't, I wasn't sure what to think of that. I was just like, okay, well, whatever, Jackson, get Sonny out of the way. But what really had struck me was when Sonny had approached Nina because in my head at that time, it just felt so odd because I don't think I they've s- ever had an interaction. I was like, have they ever had an interaction? And the fact that Nina, like, from the very beginning was so, like, Cold and just snarky toward him, like from the start, I was a little surprised because I'm like, What interaction have you had?
1: I was wondering, and I was going to ask you that because I'm like, I don't remember from when I started watching it just a couple years Um, back. I just remember seeing them together.
0: Like, I mean, I like, okay, I can't recall something happening, let's say, on screen between both of them directly, but I guess if you take a step back and think about their relationships, like, for one, I just figured you get along well with Carly, you know, she's married to him. But then, if you think about the relationship that Sunny has with Valentine and Spencer, oh. so I can maybe kind of understand it from that front. But it was just I hadn't ever actually seen Sunny and Nina share scenes together. Yeah,
1: I thought that was interesting, and just with the level of anger that he brought in. So yeah, that makes sense. Like with him thinking about Spencer, but also Michael and the danger that that could have, um, it could have happened to Michael. Like it could have easily they could have switched breakfasts. Who knew, you know?
0: I get why Sonny would be angry, but at the same time, it's those kinds of scenes where he's pushy that makes him a little bit magic because you can love him, but you can also sometimes really dislike him, but still love him. And so that's a lot of the feelings that I had when watching them together. And I mean, look, there was a couple things that went through my mind. I was like, wow, Nina, you're speaking this way to Michael's dad, because she's so obsessed with making Michael feel so like welcome. and, And she's really obsessed with Sasha and Michael as a couple. True, um, but I guess having Sunny, like, and Jack's there in a scene, I guess it's what maybe redeems Jacks in her eyes. Out
1: of all of the sadness and realizing how um, sick Sasha is and all the people around her that have to be watched now, the funny moment for me is when Nina finally got that text and she took off her glove and she opens up her phone and she sees the picture with. Um, Sasha and Michael and um, Cassandra. She's like, I think I know what happened and who did it. Like, well, I think that was the point of the picture. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> but hey, oh, she I solved loved- it. She solved the mystery. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that in all the darkness, they tend to put something that makes me giggle, or I find the thing that makes me giggle so they can get through the dark
0: part. Kate, okay, do you know what I think that was funny? Because, like, now that Michael knows that it was Cassandra Pierce, he obviously knows who she is. But what I really like is that. He was able to know the medication that Cassandra Pierce was taking, but not actually know it was Cassandra Pierce's face.
1: I know. I thought that was so interesting, but he was so sexy because he had like a little bit of stubble and he was like in like helping the police with the information. I just thought he was very hot in that moment.
0: He needs a little bit more for me to be like (laughs) on board with this because he's just so cutesy, Michael. And. And speaking of cutesy, like even today, like in the scenes with Chase, I was like, oh, you need to work on your scary <laughs> because it's like he's slapping the table. He's not banging the <laughs> table like you know, some other men might bang a table. He's just like, stop it. Like
1: backwards? Is that like exactly? Oh my
0: <laughs> gosh. Okay. So I am all kinds of thrilled that he's staying on in some capacity. I like the whole mixing of old school and new school. I like that. He can tell you know, like that he could advise Jordan. well, who cares about what Sonny's doing? you know, like it'll keep him <laughs> out of our hair. Like I like that he can provide her with that history and they can work things out together. I just like that Mac is really respectful and very open of uh, with working with like uh with Jordan and all that stuff. So I am excited. I love that him and his brother get to work together. but like I've said it. I'm like Mac has gotten so handsome. you know, they breathe new life into Kevin. And I feel like now it's, they're doing it with, um, with Mac. And I'm certainly not the only one to think this. So I think that Sherry Zoe um, is speaking for a lot of people when she says, I could just look at him all day long, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. And in terms of, like, just Mac and and Robert, so Linda uh, G015 says, I'm glad Mac and Robert are back at the PCP cop action. So, yeah, I really do like them working together. I like that Jordan's in the mix, and I like that everyone got a job. Yes, me too, that nobody's losing their job. And, yeah, Mac, I really... Because I didn't want Jordan to lose her job, but at the same time, it's like I was so in love with Mac being there. And so I'm just glad that there was like a win-win situation. I agree. And
1: I loved the Mac Felicia scene. It made me giggle so much because he didn't understand woman talk. He's like, wait a second, wait a second. I thought you wanted me to come back to the flooding room. And now you're happy that I have the job and that she had to explain to him why <laughs> she chose to deal with it in that way. And just how she said it, you know, that she's, um, she's allowing herself to throw herself into the business, to be a great businesswoman. was happy that she was a successful businesswoman and that there was more what did he call it nocturnal
0: activities he noticed i know i laughed so hard when i heard that i was like oh (laughs) um but yeah no in terms of like needing that clarification i laughed because like he must have asked for clarification multiple times to be sure that he wasn't going to get into like any kind of trouble but now I kind of think that he wanted to make sure so they didn't like cut down on their nocturnal activity is what I'm <laughs> thinking was really the reason behind all of that like clarification so Peter I thought like the dream sequence now makes sense because I can't imagine Maxie being so dramatic in her reaction
1: I know and like her wanting to call so the thing is i was in it like i was really really in it until the door got kicked in and jason's there like jason's everywhere just pops up in everybody's dreams (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't
0: he (laughs) i just this is so off topic of this but when i think of like kim talking to franco i'm imagining like what drew originally looked like to her which was jason and then i'm listening to the things that franco's saying i'm like could you imagine a man that looked like jason like just hitting on you so hard I'd be like this is so (laughs) great this is so amazing (laughs) like that's like so what that's what I was thinking when they were in the park together I was picturing Jason's face Um, saying all those things because it's a different personality than how we know Jason to be
1: yes and then in like his oh yeah yeah no no I can't I can't I I gotta stop we gotta continue (laughs) okay I'm sorry I'm sorry
0: (laughs) so yeah like with Peter I'm just like I don't know man I really think you like if you like, like in the confession, like, in the dream, maybe, like, yes. okay, fine, they sort of explained why this might be a big deal. <laughs> like, they kind of <laughs> sort of clarified, like, we knew he was involved, Kinda. but I feel like that dream sequence right. was like, here, audience, you all think it's so obvious, but is it? <laughs> and then we're gonna have Maxi explain it to you why this would be hurtful or damaging to peter so thanks dh for the clarification but at the same time i'm like okay all that's true you organized everything you you found drew you went to afghanistan then find a way to double cross shiloh kill him exactly (laughs) like i don't know what to tell you like if you can't be creative enough to find a way to you know, make sure he keeps quiet while also being punished. Like, I don't know. Like, you, sh- you should be able to have a solution to this problem.
1: I think, he's, I think he's smart enough, too, to figure it out. I don't like this meek version. And I think you said something similar to this last week in the sense that he has all of this experience and this great knowledge. And, yes, he may have fibbed a little bit so that he could fit into poor trials. But the reality is nobody thought he was innocent. I mean, especially no. not Robert. He was a bad guy, but the thing is, he was raised by some really bad people, and as he got older, he made different choices. To me, it's no different. If he did something big, or him particularly, he did something big or small, I don't see how that would affect his life now. That's he was still th- raised by terrible people. He still did terrible things because to him, that was normal.
0: And I agree with that because I do feel that's the understanding Maxie and the people who have grown close to him have of him that he has a past, and that's how I feel. Like When he was saying he did all these things, that's how I think Maxie would truly see it, is that that was the past. That's how mm-hmm. I felt she would react. So I was a little taken aback in the dream sequence with, like, the dramatics of her reaction and the crying, because I'm like, I'm sorry, Maxie is, of all people, very much in that shade of grey, and yes. I just don't see her reacting to, to that extreme at all. <laughs> so before we forget, let's, like, get into, like, some subtle hints here. So... Jax and Hayden, when they were talking, mm-hmm. Jax made a point of saying to get, so, so now we know what they're looking for in that trophy room. They're looking for a specific will that will return everything to its rightful owner. So all of this is for Spencer, is it? Or is it perhaps for Nicholas?
1: I, I think it's for both of them. I think that, I mean, Hayden's hiding a daughter. Why wouldn't she be hiding a dead ex-husband?
0: <gasps> oh my gosh, you're so right. Because she made a point of saying, I'm a widow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh oh wait, maybe she meant her. <laughs> maybe <so. laughs> Maybe maybe she's like my husband's dead, so shouldn't the fortune have gone to me? Oh, I see
1: what you mean now. Oh my uh... gosh. Okay, that with Hayden, she made it very clear to Molly, I think at least two or three times, that she was also a Cassidy. Molly said, No, you married a Cassidyne. That doesn't make you a Cassidyne. And she's like, Well, so did Helena. Helena married into being a Cassidy so she's compare and you know the whole scene is that you don't want to compare yourself to Helena.
0: Oh my god, Alexis was just really funny in that scene cuz she's like, "Do you really want to advertise that?" She's saying it to Molly and she's saying it to Hayden. But I, honestly, Hayden has a point. Everybody knows Helena Cassidyne. I mean, she married a Cassidy. Like she's a Cassidy. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know what to say. And I mean, I get what she's saying with Hayden because it feels like maybe they were just married for like a hot minute or whatever. But oh. yeah, well, the, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> like, what would Hayden do? If Hayden inherits the fortune, does that mean she'll stepmom Spencer?
1: I'm hoping so. Because didn't they have a good
0: relationship? They did. Like, she cares for Spencer. So that would be really amazing if Spencer can get his home back and Hayden could be the one to give it to him and to, to be together. That would be so interesting.
1: We'll see, to with me, Jackson- With Jax being on board, I I can't see how he would be on board with something sinister that would hurt a child. Like, that's just no, no. So, even if it's for Hayden to get some of this money, too, the main goal would be Spencer, is what I am truly hoping. Because if not, that puts Jax in a very different light.
0: No, I agree with you. I do think on some level, this is for, for, um, Spencer but I guess I'm just getting my hopes up that like Nicholas was coming along with this whole deal here
1: true oh you were talking about clues I made a note but I'm not sure what I'm referring to and I'm hoping you can help me but I think it's a clue
0: <laughs> what, it, what? what is it so,
1: when dust when Lulu was in the park with Charlotte Charlotte so Lulu was in the park with Charlotte and they were referring to her doll that her mm-hmm. doll was in the trophy something about her doll but the fact that they mentioned it like twice i'm like what if the will is in the doll
0: i'm gonna just say yes to that that makes a lot of sense because <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna hang on to that and see if,
1: if that is the case
0: i'm going to agree i mean look I, I good luck to them i don't know how they're gonna find this will or how many times they're gonna keep breaking into right. to the trophy room but hayden so finn has a daughter
1: a little one too because she was finger painting so wait how long have they been apart so we'd have like what a two year old
0: I'm thinking that, but I just love that Finn's like, isn't Aiden a little too old to be finger painting? And I was (laughs) like, I love it. And I'm like, this is hilarious. But I mean, they have so much chemistry and I don't think Robert enjoyed seeing it so much. Oh, he did not. (laughs) I mean, I feel like he has more access to Anna than maybe Finn does. So who knows yeah. if he'll drop a little hinty hint. Hey, Anna, maybe it's time you come home. Maybe it is fall.
1: Her vacation should be over.
0: Yeah, she should probably be back soon. But, <laughs> but I don't know. This is really interesting. Because I, I don't know how Robert still feels. But I can kind of picture Robert egging on this whole situation with Anna to maybe like, enhance any potential for a wedge between Anna and Finn yes and then be the guy to support
1: you know yeah and be there for her and console her and they'll eventually end up together which is I think where they should be anyways
0: yeah and I just think Hayden's running out of time Anna's coming back soon I think you should just tell him about his daughter
1: well yeah and stop being weird and asking random people like Alexis how come you dated Finn and all the
0: gory details (laughs) and staring at (laughs) cactuses (laughs) I think that's going to be the name of our podcast, Staring Up Cactuses. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyways, that's enough for me. Yes. Do you have any last last thoughts you'd like to leave us all with? Any words of wisdom? Nope, not today. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. Well, you have a great weekend, and everybody, too, have an awesome weekend. Bye. Bye. (laughs)